You're listening to the Northfield Radio Program, where faith, family, and culture all collide with the biblical worldview. There is a war that's raging for the hearts and the minds and the spirits of men and women. And you and I, as Christians, are on the forefront of that battle. The question is, what will you do? To find out more about the Northfield Radio Program and Caleb Gordon, go to www.calebgordon.com. Welcome, my friends, to the Northfield Radio Program. Really excited that you're here with me today. Guys, I know that it's a tad bit early. I know we're just into August, but man, I'm feeling the fall vibes. Fall is probably one of my favorite seasons of the year. I realize that I'm a little early on this, but go grab yourself a little bit of an amazing coffee beverage at Outpost Coffee. These guys are amazing. They have incredible beverages. Check them out at outpostcoffeeco.com. I want to shoot straight with you guys. I am a Bible guy. I believe God's word. I believe it is inspired, inerrant, infallible. It is the final authority for humanity. That is our final spot to go to is God's word. We have to lay the groundwork upon something, and the groundwork has to be God's word. If we're laying our groundwork on anything else, uh, honestly, it's going to be a flawed worldview. It is a flawed worldview if we are not looking to Jesus Christ's word, God's word, the Holy Bible, the scriptures as our blueprint. That being said, um, the world in which we live, it just feels nuts. It feels crazy. And I'm, I'm looking at all the insanity that's happening in the world in which we live uh, just this week famous Christian author of I Kissed Dating Goodbye, Joshua Harris. Um, Well, I mean, earlier, it was actually not this week, it was a little earlier last week, he came out and he said that uh, he and his wife were getting a divorce. And the world in which we live, that's not shocking. It's heartbreaking. But the the reason people really got just crazy excited about this, not in a good way, was because he wrote this book about dating and how we're supposed to have you know a biblical worldview on dating. And then a year ago, he came out with a documentary or helped make a docu- documentary that said, I survived, I kissed dating goodbye. And you know how he said, well, a lot of the things I wrote in there weren't right and they were bad. And red flags started going off in my head because I've been listening to Josh Harris, um, golly, since I was in high school, and found him to be very credible in terms of understanding biblical concepts and just you know being able to apply the text properly. And so when I when he came out and said, "Hey, listen, just want to let you know, uh, we're getting a divorce." Uh, it's a picture of him and his now ex-wife. Uh, Say, "Hey, listen, we're we're still friends. We're still you know things are going to go well for us, but uh, we're uh, we're going to." Let you know we're getting a divorce. We're still friends and we're still going to be co-parenting well together and blah, 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 blah. And that broke my heart because I was like, wait a second. He wrote this book on dating. He wrote the next one. He wrote a Boy Meets Girl, another one on courtship and the idea of a biblical worldview on what it looked like to, f- to fall in love. And the concepts w- were held true in the scriptures, and I saw that, and I thought, man, red flags started going off when he when I heard when I first heard him make this documentary, and I saw some things that he said. I was like, uh oh, this that doesn't sound right. It sounds a little strange. 
And then all of a sudden he comes out and he says, listen, we're getting a divorce. It's over. And it broke my heart. And then a couple days later, he writes a post. And in this post, he says this. Um, I am learning that no group has the market cornered on grace. This week I received grace from Christians because this is what he came out and said, um, that he's no longer a Christian. I I am no longer a Christian. And he starts with the post and he says, My heart is full of gratitude. I wish you could see all the messages people have sent me. This is talking about his divorce. Um, Their expressions of love, though they are saddened or even strongly disapproved of my decisions, I am learning that no one has the market cornered on grace. This week I received grace from Christians, from atheists, from evangelicals, which I'm trying to put that together. Christians, okay, whatever. Um, Straight people, LGBTQ people, and everyone in between. Of course, there have also been strong words of rebuke from religious people. Of course, because us religious people are crazy. We don't know what we're talking about. So, yes, there's going to be some rebuke. Why did you not stay true? What was the purpose of your divorce? Why did you get, why would you, you made vows. You wrote all these books on how to stay married, how to, how to love people well. And this is another thing that I think is interesting that we need to stop putting, stop putting people up on pedestals, stop putting Christians, famous Christians up on pedestals because we this is we get disappointed quickly over this because we're like wait a minute we put all our hope and our stock on these people and we and when they fall which they will this is back to the idea of put your hope in God not in man if you put your hope in God you will not be let down but if you put your hope in people you're eventually going to be let down which a lot of people were we were let down by this this announcement and he comes out and he says I'm no longer a Christian that's that's the the stance on his at the end of this post is I'm no longer a Christian when it, in in terms of what a Christian looks like uh, today I, I just I'm no longer a Christian and so it literally just uh, it really hurt my heart um and I I'd love to sit down and talk to Josh because I I'm not mad at him I don't hate him. I don't think, I don't wish ill of him. I'm just reading this and I'm like, wait a second, your theology seemed really solid. Your your understanding of God's word was really solid. What in the world happened? What changed? What shifted that that this happened? And I, and I got to thinking about it and, um, and not even a week later, uh, I see him um, in his Instagram stories marching in gay pride parades and swapping stories with um, gay men. And I'm thinking to myself, what does that mean? I, I don't know what that I means. It just seems really, I don't know. I, and I don't want to point fingers because that's not what the goal of this podcast is. I, I'm just, I'm trying to ask questions as to where we're, we, you know, we come out two weeks ago, He announces his divorce, and then a couple days later, he announces, "I'm not a Christian." Well, at least not a Christian in this, you know, in the normal sense of the word Christian. And it just it got me to thinking: liberal theology. When you allow liberal ideologies, when you allow theological liberalism and theological ideologies from 
the stance. I'm, I'm not talking political. Now that that that's I'm not. I don't want to talk about Republicans or Democrats. I'm talking about a a, a progressive anti-biblical anti-Christ worldview where you start to say, okay, I don't believe the Bible is God's word. I don't believe it's inerrant. I believe it is. I talked to one pastor and I use that term very very loosely. Where he said, I believe that the Bible is inspiring, but I don't believe that the word of God is inspired. I don't believe it's inerrant. I don't. I believe it has flaws. And so when you start to walk down that path and start to say things like, yeah, I believe God's word is very, you know, it's inspiring in parts, but it's not fully inspired and there's errors and there's problems. You start to give into progressive, anti-Christ, anti-biblical worldviews, and it leads you down this path where you no longer hold fast or hold true to the truths that you once did as a, as a, as a believer. Now, here's the whole thing is I don't believe you can lose your salvation. This is a, this is a perplexing one though, because this guy seemed to have all his theology right. And I, I, I just, I don't believe you can, I still don't believe you can lose your salvation. My thing is, he may have been really good at what he did and he got a lot of attention out of what he got and the facade it's over the facade's over and how can i say that because when i read in first john 2 uh, verse 19 it says they went out from us but they were not of us for if they had been of us they would have continued with us but they went out that it might be plain that they were not of us so if he's put on a really good facade for a little bit he's done really well at putting on this facade of being a follower of christ but if you can come out after all of this stuff i mean fooled a lot of people i mean I think of solid biblical teachers like John MacArthur who endorsed his books. And like he had a book that was called Stop Dating the Church and Fall in Love with the People of God. Absolutely amazing book. Had incredible insights. But I look at that and I'm like, wait a second, man. It's, it's frustrating. It's hurtful. Um, and this is why I, you have to keep... This is what... I keep saying, and I keep thinking, it comes back to Hebrews. Keep your eyes on Christ. Keep your eyes on Jesus. In Hebrews chapter, um, I believe it's 12, where I'm typing this in right now as, as, I'm, as I'm speaking. It says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight of sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus as the founder and the perfecter of our faith, for the who for the joy was set before him he endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of god this is what happens when you stop looking at jesus as as the author and the perfecter when you start looking at jesus as well he was a good guy he was a great prophet he was a great teacher he was a good man blah 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 when you stop looking at he was god and Here's the other thing I want us to think of. I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not mad at Joshua Harris. I'm not pointing fingers and saying, God, what a loser. I'm not saying that. My heart's broken. This guy was a guy that I liked. But when you stop looking at Jesus as the author and the perfecter of your faith, this is the kind of stuff that happens. When you get your eyes off of Jesus and you start, you know, 
changing your worldview to mesh with other people to try to, when you start hanging out, and this is something I noticed is he started hanging out, he moved to Canada and he started hanging out with some really left-leaning people. Didn't, I mean, they weren't, when I say left-leaning, I'm talking theologically. They were, they were playing fast and loose with God's word. And if you're playing fast and loose with God's word, you're going to get in trouble. And I'm noticing this as a trend in the church. There, people that you know were once very solid are sort of kind of waning in their ideas of what the scriptures say and what the scriptures teach. And this is where we have to really, really anchor ourselves in God's word. If we're not anchored into God's word, we're going to get around people that don't anchor themselves. And and what we do is when we start to slip into sin and we start living in sin, we get with people that will okay our behavior, that will okay our lifestyle. Hey man, it's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to love your wife. I mean, are you happy? Because that's, that's the big one right now is if you're not happy, why in the world would you live your life like this? If you're not happy, you want God wants you happy, right? God wants you happy. So Go ahead and leave your wife or leave your husband because that's what, you know, God wants you happy. Well, no, God's not really that concerned with your happiness. God's concerned with your holiness. God is concerned that you be holy because he's holy. And if you're not holy and you're playing around and you're playing fast and loose with with the mandates of God and you start making excuses, well, I don't have to stay married. I don't have to stay committed to my spouse. I don't have to. And you start, yeah, you're going to, you're going to walk into all kinds of stuff, affairs, changing, you know, well, you know, I, maybe I am gay. Maybe I am this. We, we start really changing the way we think. Guys, I'm telling you, God's word is where we have to anchor ourselves. If you're a believer, this is what I'm talking to Christians here. I'm not talking, if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, or this radio show and you're saying, man, I'm, I'm not a Christian. So it's really doesn't apply to me. I'm going to, I'm going to plead with you to, Repent of your sins and and come to know Christ as the author and the perfecter and the savior and the redeemer that he is, the rescuer that he is. But here's what I'm going to mainly focus on. If you're a believer in Christ, here's what I'm going to call out. I'm going to ask that you anchor yourself in God's word, that you'd follow after who Jesus is, that you would not lose sight. I had a conversation with one of my spiritual mentors, and that's he said, because we talked about Joshua Harris, and he and I both knew who he was, and we're both just really brokenhearted about this. And we said, man, this is what happens when you get your eyes off of the God of the Bible and start fashioning a God to your own likeness. When you start fashioning a Jesus that, well, my Jesus would want me happy. This is what Jesus wants for me is to do this. And he wants to support me and he wants to make me happy and and whole and well and whatever else you want to think of. You start fashioning a God in your own likeness. And that is not the God of the Bible. And you are committing idolatry and you're worshiping yourself and not Jesus. You're worshiping self. Because you want to be happy, you want to be whole, you want your life because it's all about you. It's not all about Jesus, it's all about you. And that is the dangerous world in which we live, is making a God into our own likeness. And I believe that's honestly where, where Mr. Harris has gone. And I, it's, it's saddened me um, that, that he's allowed 
theological liberalism, anti-Christ, anti-biblical worldviews to creep into his mind, that's where my heart breaks. That's where I'm that's where I'm brokenhearted over this. And here's the thing. So, well, Caleb, you know, people all have things that are going on in their world and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's right. That's okay. That's true. But I, I go back to Hebrews chapter 11 and 12. Hebrews chapter 11 has this hero's hall of fame about men and women who've walked this thing out, who've walked out the Christian faith in a sacrificial, you know, pattern where they live their life as a living sacrifice, like Romans chapter 12 says. And they have this mindset where they they talk about um, at the end of Hebrews, it says, verse 11, 32, what shall I say then? For time would fail me to tell you of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, um, David, Samuel, and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms and forced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong in weakness, became mighty at war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead from the resurrection. I mean, th- like these are great things. These are incredible things that took place. And then it shifts and goes into a different idea in um, verse 36. Others suffered mockings and floggings and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned and they were sawn in two. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, uh, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world is not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and dens and caves on the earth. Like There's the story of all these Christians, all these Christians who made it. So I, I don't want to hear this. Well, you know, people just, they just, they can't, they just can't hack it. The world in which we live is too, too big, too bad, too, too rough. No, I, I, I won't buy that because Hebrews chapter 11 has the stories of men and women who were sawn in two, but didn't give up. They can, they pressed on. So he says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, who is that? The men and women who have made it, the men and women who've loved Christ with every fiber of their being. They pursued Christ with everything that they had. They loved him. They, so as a result of this, the challenge is lay aside every weight of sin that entangles you like a spider web. Every weight of sin that tangles you up. Get rid of it. Lay it aside. Throw it off. Some translations say throw it off. I think of that, you know, like a spider web, but you get a spider web on you. Man, you, you freak out to get it off of you. You rip it off. You slide. Get off, get off, get off, get off. Get, right? Think about a spider web, you know, hitting you. We do everything in our power to get rid of it. And then what do we do? We look to Jesus. We look to Jesus, the one who is the author and the perfecter of this faith. Yeah, we, we're encouraged by men and women who've made it. But then we get our eyes back on Jesus. We get our eyes off of ourselves and we get our eyes off of, well, what I could be or what my life is or what I think it should be or, you know, this is how I, you know, this is just how I was born. No, that's not how you were born. You were born sinful. You were born minus God. So get your eyes off of yourself and have Jesus be the author of your life. Repent of your sins. Put Christ at the forefront of your life. That's when things shift. That's when things begin to change. Guys, I'm telling you right now, this is so vital that we stop with the, in the church. I'm calling out the churches and I'm pleading with churches to make the mandate strong. Pastors, as you stand in your pulpit, 
Deliver the word of God with conviction. Deliver the word of God with, com- with just boldness. With boldness. Don't tiptoe around the idea of sin. You, you smash through the door and say, listen, sin is sin. And Jesus has died on the cross to, re- to redeem us from our sins. There's an answer. Yes, there's bad news. Yes, you're sinful. But here's the great news, that Jesus loves you enough to reconcile and redeem you and transform your life. Guys, this is, this is where we get answers. This is where we find hope. This is where we find redemption. It's in God's word. This is why our anchor, our hope, has to be Christ. Because if our hope is in anything else, we're going to fall. We're going to fall, and we're going to fall hard. And I'm going to tell you this. This is a, another preacher said this. Um, Matt Chandler said this. None of us get to sin in isolation. There's always collateral damage. And so now I think of this man's family. He has now an ex-wife who I guarantee he was wounded. He has children who are wounded. How can I how do I know this because I've gone through a divorce and I've seen the kind of damage that that can be inflicted on all parties. It's rough. So I do have compassion for Josh. I do have compassion come on. It's it's time to, to step up and be what God's called you to be. Be faithful to your vows. Be faithful to your vows. And man, if there's sin in your life, repent of it. Find God's grace to be sufficient and repent. And he'll, he'll transform your life. How do I know? Because he's transformed mine. Am I perfect? No. Do I fail? Every day. But I can tell you this much, Jesus is more than enough. He redeems, he reconciles, he fixes. He, Golly, he does so much. He is so worthy. He is so faithful. He is so amazing. He is so glorious. Never, ever miss that. The God of the universe loves you. He adores you. Repent and follow him. Guys, I love you. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule today to listen to this show. And know that God is more than enough. He's bigger than all the stuff that you're walking through. He's bigger than anything you're about to walk into. So get your eyes off of your circumstances and get your eyes on the author and the perfecter of our faith, Jesus Christ. I love y'all. Have a great day. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of a Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.